I'm Stephen Hunt. Welcome to the Active Performance Podcast, a podcast that gives top global managers and their teams the confidence and power of clarity to grow their international business in innovative ways. This week, booking slots and seats. How executive vulnerability helps new processes to get implemented. At the start of this month, I went online to book COVID-19 vaccinations for two of my elderly relatives. And I don't want to go into the politics. Let's take the politics out of the situation. Just look at the mechanics of that process. The outcome. The outcome that the patient requires is clear. They need two time slots at a vaccination centre. And here in Germany, those time slots are a month apart. Then there's the constraints. The first constraint, there's a limited number of seats. Not everyone can go to the vaccination centre at the same time for obvious reasons. The demand for seats is higher than the supply. And obviously each patient needs a booking code for each time slot, so a specific time and date. At first this appears to be a complex problem. It's not. It's not new. It's the same challenge that the airline industry has. In the airline industry, there are outcomes and constraints. The outcome in a booking system is two seats for a flight, the outbound flight and the return flight, at two different times. The constraints, well, there's a limited number of seats on a plane. Demand is often higher than supply. Think about Christmas and the holiday season. And each passenger needs a booking code. Whether we're talking about airlines or vaccination centres, for the end user, the patient or the passenger, the outcomes are the same. It takes me normally no more than 15 minutes to book a flight and get a booking code. It took five times longer, 75 minutes, to book a seat for a COVID vaccination and another seven hours to get the confirmation code. The health authorities are using a process that is confusing, waste time and lacks clarity. Ah, I hear you say, but there are so many patients to book in such a small time. Well, consider this. The company that handles most airlines' bookings is called Amadeus. In 2019, Amadeus' systems boarded 1.9 billion passengers. That's 22 times more than the total population of Germany. So there is a seat reservation system that can easily handle the number of vaccination patients. That seat reservation system works when the demand for seats is higher than the supply at Christmas and in the holidays. And it's a seat reservation system that's been proven to work time and time again under pressure. It might help us to reframe this situation. We have an emergency, a pandemic. Part of the solution is vaccinations. And that involves a process which is already implemented successfully in other industries. And if you were designing the booking system for the vaccination process, you've had 10 months to set that process up. So as I sat there waiting, wondering if my confirmation email was going to come through, it did strike me, what would stop you from taking the proven solution that airlines use instead of designing your own? It's not logic, because the logic of the system is there. It could be for business reasons, for example, the costs. But I suspect the real barrier is executive vulnerability. And that's what I want to look into today. Let's jump into the mindset and behaviours behind vulnerability then we'll see how it leads to damaging decisions and weak processes. 
What is vulnerability? Vulnerability at its core means exposing yourself to risk. It's all about accepting risk or not. Let's say you have an idea and you want feedback. You control the process up to the point that you ask for feedback. After that, it's out of your control. You're vulnerable. Theoretically, people can say what they want. They can attack you. They can support you. They can do everything in between. But taking that first step means exposing yourself to the risk. And it's a risk you can't control. It's a risk that you'll get negative feedback. And a surprisingly high percentage of executives and senior managers don't like that. Their egos are too fragile. They spend the monthly board meeting or team meetings dodging the bullets, putting on a good show and exuding this false strength. There are two ways really to think about vulnerability. I call them type one and type two. Type one shows weakness. It shows incompetence. Or at least that's what you believe vulnerability shows. And weak managers fear being vulnerable. They run scared of being vulnerable. Type two is you believe vulnerability leads to opportunity. And think of the good managers you've had. Think of the best managers you've had. Those strong managers don't have better answers. On average, they're not more intelligent than any other manager. What they do have is courage, and they use that courage to ask better questions. So questions the health authority could have asked is, how can we design a new process that, or which industries already use the same or a similar booking process? Because when you start to ask questions, you avoid any idea of it being seen as an incompetence or weakness element, and you create opportunities. Now we can see that executives with that type two opportunity mindset see vulnerability as an opportunity to ask intelligent questions and they don't fall into the trap of defending their behavior. Organizations with a type two culture find it easier to focus on the problem and they don't get into the trap of politics. If you don't get into politics, you avoid finger pointing and the blame game and you get better solutions, you develop them faster, and you implement them more effectively. We'd all like to see vulnerability as an opportunity. What do you need? Well, the difference is self-esteem. Yours, your top teams, and your organizations. Confident people in confident organizations ask intelligent questions. They're not driven by fear, they're not driven by the fear of getting it wrong, and they're not driven by shame or embarrassment of not delivering the perfect solution. I'd speculate that people in the health system fear being seen as incompetent. And the sad paradox is that they've got a solution which is exactly the incompetence that they presumably want to avoid. The most important point is we have to view complex situations as a challenge Ask open questions. Set a decision date so that the discussion doesn't go on and on. When you do those things, you double or triple the ideas. The solutions are better. The commitment to implement the solutions is higher. Not because the solutions are perfect, but because the solutions are the best ones you can get now. And more than that, nobody can ask for. I'm Stephen Hunt. If you'd like to find out more about me or the services that I offer, please go to stephenhunt.net or find me on LinkedIn. You'll find more resources there on the themes we cover in this podcast. Join me next time for more on how top global managers use confidence and the power of clarity to grow their business.